Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Jana's birthday party, it's the 4th and Inches mm-hmm. show, complete with strawberry shortcake and security by Big Dom. How are you, Jana? Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Well, I'm very secure, thanks to Big Dom, and I'm pretty sure we know all the good pizza and pasta places in the greater Philadelphia area now. <laughs> but so far, so it's funny. Nice I, um, the Cowboys can't lose on my birthday, so it's always a plus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was I'm in a pick'em league with some friends, and I sarcastically made a comment when I submitted my picks this week that the Eagles should try to figure out a way to get him more involved in the offense, and somehow that devolved into a conversation about whether or not he should be involved in the tush-push. He has a cameo so. on the Christmas album this year. I mean, Big Dom's everywhere. He's he's yeah. omnipotent, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, if there's anyone suited to having Big Dom interfered with, it's the Cowboys game. There's truly no better spot. He's a Philadelphia hero now. So, yeah, well, he yeah. would have been more of a hero if they'd actually won the game, but uh, more on that later. Yeah. How's your birthday been? So far, so good. I have very few complaints. I'm not sure I'm any wiser, but I am older. <laughs> oh. Oh. Can't do much about the, the first half of that. The second part yeah. just kind of happens whether we want it to or not. So. Yeah, unfortunately. Anyway, glad you made but it for another was, turnaround this yeah. time. We made it. We made it. You're open for another year. <laughs> So Sherpa, how I know I know we were t- we I mean we talk obviously during the week and during the games. Um, I I know you had a a tough fantasy week this week. It granted this I I feel like this league is almost like maybe you got cursed by a witch somewhere. Last year, for those of you who remember, this is the same league that our playoffs start this week, which is the last week of bye weeks in the NFL, which is just ludicrous. But yet here we are. And last year, poor Sherpa had Jonathan Taylor, lock, stock, barrel, ready to go, and the Colts have a bye week this week. <laughs> Actually, they've had two years in a row that Jonathan Taylor and the Colts yeah. have had a bye in week 14. And this week they don't Not have great. that. This season they don't have that. But, of course, they don't have him either at this point. So Yeah. Kind of moot, but anyway, yeah. people don't want to hear about my uh, whining about my, my team. But uh, anyway, hopefully your teams are in good shape <laughs> heading into the stretch run, or the majority of them. Uh, I mean, other than my my abysmal dynasty team, which is rising a little bit from the ashes. Yes, we're all still here. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you've, you've done remarkably well with that team, given where it was when you picked masquerading it up. as a football team. Following Never thought I'd say thank God for Jordan Love. Yeah. I, I enjoy your Ben Tanklin moniker now. I was that might have been my favorite thing out of this week. <laughs> no. Well, hopefully it wasn't as much fun as your birthday, but uh, I'll, I'll settle for a close second. We'll take it. Um, so obviously we were coming to you with a special Thursday edition, mostly because my work schedule sucked this week. So thank you for all of you for joining us on our, our birthday palooza here. Um, obviously we are not going to pick the Patriots Steelers game because it's going on right now. Um, however, I would like to say, I I did, I did actually pick the Patriots. I picked the Patriots in a pool and I was the only person who did. (laughs) um, That's looking pretty good right now. Right um, now, but I, like, I did pick the Steelers. I picked the Patriots That's to the score smart 10 thing. points, and they've already got 21 that uh, 
before halftime, so I that's have, not looking I actually started Ezekiel Elliott on a team this week, it, it, I mean, because of injuries, but it's it's working out okay, so I'll take it. But unfortunately, there are quite a few injuries. <laughs> there are still two teams on buys this week. Granted, it is the Cardinals and the Commanders, so it's maybe not as detrimental to your team as it maybe could have been other weeks. Um, so we'll, we'll keep them. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So we'll we'll streamline them out of the injury report. Obviously, the Steelers and and Patriots are playing, so I won't I won't kill you with those either. But um, not only do we have a coach on the injury report this week, <laughs> we run a little bit of everything. Um, like I said, we're skipping Arizona. No one's missing them. Uh, the Falcons a little banged up this week. Most notably, cornerback A.J. Terrell. Oh, you know what? I did not actually give everyone – hold on. Before I dive into our Falcons, we're going to be here for a full hour, guys. <laughs> We've got all kinds of stuff for you. We'll take you, you through all of your all injuries. <laughs> this this is true. You know, we're just chatty. You guys can't get enough of us anyway. But if for some reason you did miss any of this you magic, the show. You, can, you can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. There's 14 years. There's more than 200 episodes. There's a little bit of everything for you out there. Um, as as we talked about, there are some, some hidden gems in there, particularly the back of a restaurant or the center of New York City. <laughs> They're out there. Or me mispronouncing <laughs> San Antonio Holmes name. <laughs> We all learned how to say Tua Tunga Vailoa together, guys. We all made it. it took me a little um, longer than also... <laughs> Well, some, some I'm just smarter to avoid. You take on other names. Uh, you can also find us all over social media. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter slash X at the number four THN Inches show. We're at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can figure out who's who there. You can also email us at the number four THN Inches show at gmail.com. We're always happy to help you with your picks, uh, you know, justify waiver wire pickups, whatever. But we'll give you your season-long, your daily fantasy, your trash talk at the water cooler, game predictions, who to start, who to sit. We got you covered six ways to Sunday. We'll guide you to victory. Um, but here we go, injury report. <laughs> As I alluded to in the teaser, the Falcons cornerback A.J. Terrell is in concussion protocol. He was limited today, so he's kind of training in the right direction to play this week. Maybe not the best matchup, but they do need him out there. So if you're thinking about starting the Falcons defense, I'd maybe take a look if he's going to be out there. Also, especially because you've got Jeff Okuda's a little banged up. You've got a couple of defensive tackles that aren't feeling so great. A couple of linebackers. Their defense is a little a little uh, banged up, to say the least. So keep an eye on that. In Baltimore, uh, biggest issue they have is, number one, all of their linebackers are hurt. Number two, there is some kind of a flu going around the locker room right now. Lamar Jackson has it. He didn't practice today. Rashad Bateman also has it. He did return to practice today, so hopefully Lamar's back tomorrow. But it looks like they're both going to play just the time of year. <laughs> Other than that, keep an eye on the defense. Little, little t- tough there, especially at linebacker. But out in Buffalo. Um, Von Miller is going to play football this week. If you saw on the news, he had a a bit of a, an incident over the the bye week in Texas. It, messy. We won't go into it too too terribly much, but the Bills have said they're going to let the justice process play out, see how it goes. 
or whatever that's worth. Um, but that does does affect the defense quite a bit. Um, tight end Dawson Knox may be back this week from uh, IR. He's officially designated to return. He did practice today, full participant at practice. Um, yesterday and today, actually, he's coming back off that broken wrist. He says he's feeling great, feeling very uh, fresh, and right now they haven't decided one way or another. It looks like he's on track to play. Um, I don't think that's going to impact Dalton Kincaid too terribly much, but it would be nice to get a a healthy body back out there. Uh, They also are getting a little healthier. Kyra Elam is coming back from IR. The cornerback was dealing with an ankle injury throughout the last four weeks. That defense can take any health it can get. Down in Carolina, uh, we have fired coaches. We have comments that the the vibe in the team and in the facility is like the Hunger Games. A lot of unnamed sources. <laughs> Things are not going well down there. And then on top of all that, we get injuries. Actually, every tight end on the roster is on the injury report, and I'm not even exaggerating there. Tommy Tremble is dealing with a hip injury. He was limited. Hayden Hurst is in concussion protocol. He was limited. It's not looking like he's healing all that quickly from that, so I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him this weekend, but keep an eye on it. And backup backup tight end Stephen Sullivan is also limited at practice with a shoulder injury, so don't bank on Bryce Young trying to check down at tight ends this week. Don't think that's going to have a real happy ending, unfortunately. But it looks like they may, might get Stephen Sullivan, maybe Tommy Turnbull play. Um, cornerback J.C. Horn came back last week. First game since tearing his hamstring in week one. By the way, that's week one of this year. <laughs> um, he was on a snap count last week. He'll be on one again this week, but it's a more expanded role as he gets healthier, gets more conditioned. So the the defense is going to get a little stronger. However, again, most of their linebackers also on the injury report, so keep an eye on that. Out in Chicago, the healthiest team in the league. <laughs> Two weeks ago, we couldn't have said anything remotely close to that. Uh, Equiminius St. Brown popped up on the injury report today. They actually had, like, one guy on the injury report this week. But St. Brown popped up today with a pectoral injury, did not practice. He was fine two days ago. So this is a recent thing. Keep an eye on that going into the weekend. It'll probably be a game-time decision, but have a plan B there. In Cincinnati, uh, obviously, we have Jake Browning along with eight other rookies starting this week and six pretty rough quarterback matchups. But Joe Burrow's surgery was successful and he's now as you saw last weekend hanging around the team and talking about how it's just not that much fun to watch playing football instead of playing football uh they are getting a little little healthier (coughs) but cornerback cam taylor Britt was put on ir they are pretty optimistic that the ankle injury is only going to be the four weeks and that he'll be back before the season ends they really, really could use him on that defense. On the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver Tyler Boyd was limited today. He is dealing with an ankle injury. Again, that's probably a game-time decision. Keep an eye on that one as well. Out in Cleveland, not really sure who's going to play quarterback. <laughs> Dorian Thompson-Robinson, the old DTR, still in the concussion protocol. He was limited today, but it is Thursday, and he's still only limited, so I don't know how great of a sign that is. However, you have Joe Flacco as your other option, which 
maybe doesn't get everyone really jazzed. So keep an eye on the quarterback situation there. Running back Kareem Hunt was limited. He's dealing with a groin injury. He's questionable going into the weekend. Wide receiver Amari Cooper is in the concussion protocol. Did not practice today. Not a great sign there either. Uh, Cornerback Cameron Mitchell is designated to return from IR. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. So that that defense was on the field a lot. They could get some healthy, healthy legs out there. Uh, Cornerback Denzel Ward is limited at practice. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. We saw him get knocked out of the game briefly. Also, wide receiver Marquise Goodwin is still in the concussion protocol, but he was limited at practice yesterday and today, so he's a little little closer than it sounds like maybe Amari Cooper is, so keep an eye on that. In Dallas, Mike McCarthy, the coach, appearing on the injury report. He had his panics removed yesterday. He is home already and planning to coach this week. I, I just... We had a glimpse. We had a glimpse of maybe not having to deal with Mike McCarthy this week, but alas, <laughs> couldn't keep him away from from Philly week, unfortunately. Running back Rico Doddle is dealing with an ankle injury. This has been dogging him the last couple of weeks. He was limited today. Uh, looks like he's on track to play this week, but how much is really going to be the question. Uh, also, tight end Sean McKean was put on IR. He has an ankle injury, and he's probably done for the year, unfortunately, but hopefully you weren't planning on starting him this week. In Denver, wide receiver Marvin Mims Jr. is questionable. He's dealing with a uh, rib injury. He was limited today and yesterday at practice. Big name on the injury report here is cornerback Patrick Sertan, the second II, as we like to refer to it here at the Fourth and Injury Show. He is questionable with a knee injury. He was limited um, he did get knocked briefly out of the game, but he came back, so there's no reason to think that barring some kind of setback, he's not going to play this weekend. Also went on record this week that he would really like to play wide receiver. He's been trying to show coaches at practice, and he said Sean is so far just kind of blowing him off, but he really wants to play wide receiver too. So I guess he's not feeling all that bad about the knee. Tight end Greg Dolchich is on pace to return before the end of the season off IR from that hamstring injury, but not quite yet. Uh, they're hoping that things will continue on this track with his recovery. So if you have him stashed on the IR, you got a chance. Out in Detroit, center Frank Ragnow was knocked out of the game with a knee injury. He's questionable going into this weekend. Certainly somebody you want against that Chicago defense. Also, quarterback Hendon Hooker. He's officially being able to be ruled out for games. <laughs> So that's progress. He's obviously been coming back from the torn ACL he suffered in college last year. Um, he was officially ruled out last week. He is coming back. He's getting healthier, but hopefully not in danger of entering the lineup here anytime soon. Out in Green Bay, uh, stop me if you've heard this before, the Packers have a lot of injuries. <laughs> On the offensive side of the ball, wide receiver Jaden Reed dealing with a chest injury. He's limited. He's questionable for this weekend. Wide receiver Christian Watson is questionable. He did not practice today. Uh, he uh, is not sure already on record if he's going to play on Monday. So the fact that we're talking about this on Thursday doesn't really instill me with a whole lot of confidence. Running back Aaron Jones is questionable. He's dealing with a knee injury. He was limited today. A.J. Dillon also questionable, but significantly more so. He's dealing with that groin injury. Uh, he was the only healthy running back last week. It looks like Aaron Jones is probably going to be the healthier running back this week. And then on the defensive side of the ball, quarterback Jair Alexander was knocked out of the game with a shoulder injury. He's in limited practice. 
Safety Darnell Savage is not practicing. He's dealing with a chest injury, and linebackers Quay Walker and Devontae Campbell were both limited uh, with shoulder and neck injuries, respectively. So a lot of injuries out there. Just keep that in mind. If you're trying to start any of the Packers players, have a plan B come, because they're not playing until Monday. Uh, in Houston, tight end Dalton Schultz missed last week with the hamstring injury. He was not practicing today. They're calling questionable. It'll be a game-time decision. Again, have a plan B there. Uh, safety Jimmy Ward is not practicing. He's done with a shoulder injury. Tackled Laramie Tunsil not practicing with a knee injury. Wide receiver Noah Brown is limited today. He's dealing with a knee injury. We saw wide receiver Tank Dell go on IR today after that fractured fibula during the game last week. That was pretty awful. Uh, so hopefully he heals fast for next season, but he is done for the year. In Indianapolis, uh, only a couple of injuries here, one of them being the aforementioned Jonathan Taylor. He's had his thumb surgery last week. He's officially not practicing. He's officially not playing this week. Might be another week or two, so just keep an eye on that. And tackle Braden Smith is probably not going to play this week with a knee injury. He was knocked out of the game last week, so a little less protection for old, old Gardner. Minshew mania out there. The Jaguars might be starting our friend of the show, C.J. Beathard, this week. Uh, we also, unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence go down with a pretty bad-looking high ankle sprain. However, the man was at practice already today. He was limited. I don't know how sane it is to send him out there, but he seems down and determined that he might play football. So keep an eye on what will happen at quarterback with the Jaguars. I guess we're not going to officially decide until Sunday. Um, running back Travis Etienne was limited. He's dealing with rib injuries. Wide receiver Zay Jones was limited. He's dealing with a knee injury. That's a lot more questionable going into the weekend. Uh, and then running back to Ernest Johnson was limited. He's dealing with a knee injury. CJ Beathard's actually also in the injury report. <laughs> he suffered that injury to his left. That's not throwing shoulder on the first play of the game that he was in last week. So he's a little banged up, but officially questionable. Wide receiver Christian Kirk is not going to play this week. He'll be out at least a week or two. He's going to miss, quote, some time dealing with a core muscle injury he suffered during the game last week. Uh, and keep an eye on the cornerbacks. Pretty much all of them are on the injury report. So a lot of concussions and soft tissue injuries. Keep an eye on that. In Kansas City, uh, Isaiah Pacheco not only punching people and getting ejected from games, but actually also injured somehow. Not sure if it happened on the punch or somewhere else, but he is officially questionable with a shoulder injury and not practicing. So keep an eye on that, uh, especially because Jarek McKinnon, uh, also still injured. He's dealing with a groin injury. He's limited. Not sure who the healthiest of the bunch is going to be, but I don't love what we're hearing out of there. So keep an eye on Pacheco as the week goes on. Linebacker Nick Bolton was a full participant. He At practice, he's been designated to return from IR, which they could certainly use a couple of healthy bodies. Out in Las Vegas, the Raiders' big problem is their defense is all injured. <laughs> Everyone's questionable, not just in their play, but they did get a couple of guys designated to return from IR, so maybe it'll kind of wash out there. In Los Angeles, the Chargers dealing with an injury to tight end Nick Vanett. He is still in the concussion protocol, though he was limited today. And wide receiver Josh Palmer returned to practice. He was on IR with a knee injury, and it looks like he's got a chance. So keep an eye on him this week. The Rams, oh, the poor Rams. Uh, tight end Tyler Higby, questionable. He's dealing with neck injury, not practicing yesterday at what they called a jog-through, not a walk-through. 
<laughs> Puka Nakua also was well, limited at the, the, tempo, apparently. the jog through. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Puka Nakua is dealing with a shoulder injury. He's planning on playing through it as of now. A uh, couple linebackers not practicing. Again, a jog through having knee injuries doesn't really lend yourself to that. If I mean, to me, but, you know, I guess we could be thinking about it differently. The Rams are, are doing the Rams. So keep an eye on all that. In Miami, uh, tight end Durham Smith was questionable. He did not play last week. He is not practicing now. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Running back Raheem Mostert's not practicing. It's just a maintenance day today, so don't panic. He's healthy. He's fine. He's just a, a little longer in the tooth than some of these spring chickens, and we're giving him a, a Wednesday and Thursday off. Tyreek Hill also didn't practice today. They're calling it a, a rest day and also a little bit of an ankle injury, but he's going to play this weekend. Um, also pretty much all of their offensive line, just all of them, injured, questionable, not great for uh, the matchup, not great for Tua, but keep an eye on it. The Vikings secondary is really what you want to worry about there. The Patriots, as we mentioned, already playing. They are without Ramondre Stevenson, Demario Douglas, and Devontae Parker this week, so we'll check in on them last next week. The Saints, if you play offense for the New Orleans Saints, you are likely on this injury report. <laughs> Running back Keandre Miller is not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Tight end Juwan Johnson was limited today with a quad injury. Derek Carr was limited despite the fact that he's in the concussion protocol. He has a rib injury and a right shoulder injury, but he's still limited, still showing up. Quarterback slash tight end slash Swiss Army nice Taysom Hill uh, was not on the field today for practice. He's dealing with foot and hand injuries. It sounds like he's still planning on playing. Wide receiver Rashid Shahid is not practicing today with a thigh injury. Wide receiver Chris Olave was not practicing. He's just sick, so hopefully he gets over that. And uh, defensive end Cam Jordan was not practicing with an ankle injury, so... Head, shoulders, knees, and toes are all covered in New Orleans. The Sherpa's Giants, couple of couple of injuries. Unfortunately, there are still people who can get injured on this roster. I thought we had unfortunately gone through all of them, but we are getting tight end Darren Waller back this week, it looks like. He uh, was on IR with hamstring injury, but he was running routes on Tuesday. He was practicing this week, so there's a chance he suits up this weekend. I'm not mad about it. Is that playoff Daniel push? Jones. That's it. Daniel Jones uh, did not have any additional damage when he had his surgery this week, so that's good. Cornerback, quarterback Tyrod Taylor of the rib injury was a full participant at practice today. Despite being on IR, he might be making a comeback for old Guido DeVito's job. And Dexter Lawrence also was limited today with a hamstring injury, so keep an eye on that going into the weekend. The Jets running back Brees Hall was not practicing today. He's dealing with an ankle injury. He says he plans to play on Sunday. The fact that we have Aaron Rodgers even on the injury report is kind of ridiculous. He is not practicing today with the Achilles injury, but he's hanging around. Tight end C.J. Uzoma went on IR. He is done for the year with a knee injury. And tight end Tyler Conklin was limited. He is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's questionable going into the weekend, but it looks like he's going to be okay to play. The Eagles signed linebacker Shaq Leonard, who decided to go with them over the Cowboys because, you know, nothing says getting crushed by the 49ers is where you got to go. But he probably immediately becomes the best and healthiest linebacker on this team. So good for you, Shaq Leonard. Uh, linebacker Zach Cunningham, who formerly was the best, healthiest linebacker on this team, was limited with a hamstring injury at practice today. 
Wide receiver Julio Jones is dealing with a groin injury. He did not practice today, so keep an eye on those. Um, we talked about the Steelers. They're playing now. Kenny Pickett is not playing, though, because he had surgery uh, yesterday on Monday uh, for the high ankle sprain he suffered. It was just a, a tightrope surgery that's kind of staple your ligament back to your leg. It's real gross, but he wants to play football again this season. I don't know why behind that offensive line, but more power to you, Kenny. Out in San Francisco, uh, wide receiver Ray Ray McLeod, III, is questionable. He's dealing with a rib injury he suffered last week. He was limited today. Running back Elijah Mitchell is questionable as well. He did not practice yesterday. He was limited today with a knee injury. And defensive end Eric Armstead is not practicing. He's dealing with foot and knee injuries. It doesn't look like he's going to play Sunday. That is a big loss for them. In Seattle, safety Jamal Adams is not practicing with a knee injury. Wide receiver Jake Bobo is questionable. He was limited today with his own knee injury. Running back Zach Charbonnet is questionable. Did not practice along with Kenneth Walker, III, not practicing. Charbonnet's got the knee injury. Walker's still dealing with that oblique injury. Uh, Not particularly healthy in the backfield there in Seattle. In Tampa Bay, pretty healthy unless you're a member of the secondary. So sorry about that, Tampa Bay. And in Tennessee, tight end Josh Wiles, questionable. He's not practicing with a knee injury. Also keep an eye on defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons is not going to play this week. He's dealing with a knee injury, likely going to be out for a couple weeks. He may be done for the season. And the commander's on a bye, so we don't have to worry about them right now. We made it to the end of the injury report. Sherpa, what have you done with all of your downtime? <laughs> um, basically, just been trying to figure out why it stays lighter longer in Ohio than it does in Pennsylvania. That's a fair point. Sherpa is coming at us from a different state today. He's too worried about Big Dom. He had to blow town. <laughs> yeah, I did. I wanted to see if Marvin Harrison is going to come back for the 2024 season and or not. Your boots on the ground, man. Someone's so, got to find out. <laughs> so before we get into the um, waiver wire, and I'm not trying to stall or give myself more time to actually look at the waiver wire and see who's still left. You're but fine. There's only a couple people out there. Question. Okay, so I'm just trying to vamp to fill some time then um, for my abbreviated uh, waiver wire recommendations. But so suppose you're in a situation where you've got like four or five people that started for your team at some point this season, but they're all out this week, and you've got to either cut one or two of them and pick up somebody that could actually make a difference between whether you make the playoffs or not, do you do that, or do you? Um, what do you do? You know, wait out those guys and hope that maybe one of them plays. Um, what, what's your, what's your <laughs> philosophy? Do you cut a better player and pick up an inferior player if that might make the difference between you're making the playoffs or not? Um, I would say it depends on the position. Like, I'm not necessarily ready to cut a running back, but I would cut a wide receiver, no questions asked. <laughs> also, probably a tight end right now. Um, but it, some some of these guys is just so hard to predict who's going to get healthy and who's not. But if you're on the verge of the playoffs, I think you got to do do whatever you can to get in. Um, I don't know if I'd be dropping, you know, a uh, uh, injured Jonathan Taylor or, you know, well, I don't I don't know if I'm if I'm getting rid okay. of like an Adam Thielen to get a better matchup. But I, I might let's, consider let's it. Go away, let's go level <laughs> down from. Um... You know, from um, Jonathan Taylor, how about, you know, Aaron Jones or Ramondre Stevenson? I know the latter is a moot point at this point. But, you know, guys like that, if you had the choice between picking up, just say, somebody like Jarek McKinnon 
you know, off the waiver yeah. wire, if that's the best you can do, would you do that and drop one of those two guys from under? I mean, uh, you know, you know, somebody. Yeah, I mean, like I think that, or what I would think, you do? I think I might just because, especially especially guys like that. I mean, it it helps and hurts that so many teams right now are running back by committee. I mean, you look around and it's it's hard to predict from one week to the next, especially right now with both being injured, like between A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, who's going to have a more impactful day. Um, you can even mm-hmm. you can even say that down in Carolina, like uh, Miles Sanders or Chuba Hubbard. It, it's hard to say who's going to get the more meaningful touches. One may out-touch the other, but, you know, if Ezekiel Elliott ends up in the end zone, I'm a lot more interested in that. So I would probably think about somebody like that. I'd, I'd weigh the benefit of, you know, I might get a decent matchup out of out of Jared McKinnon next week, and he's on a contender, so I'm I'm hoping they're playing a little harder. And you know, I I think I'd probably be a player for that. What about you? Um, I the short answer is I think I would make a drop. I would drop a better player to pick up an inferior one if it you know if I thought it was going to make the difference between my making the playoffs or not. Um, so that's the short answer. And the longer answer is I think I would be paying a lot of attention to matchups both, you know, yeah. this weekend in the future. I mean, I'm sure most of our listeners do that anyway, but here I think you really have to, you know, I mean, we do it after. You, just, the, you almost have to project further than that week. Yeah. Yeah. But in some ways I think the actual, predicting what the game scripts are likely to be this week is probably the most important part of this week. I mean, who to pick up among the, you know, half a dozen mediocre running backs on the waiver yeah. wire. For me, it usually comes down to just, you know, who do I think has the best matchup this week? And I'm only going to know that if I you know, thought through and tried to predict what the games are likely to come out and, you know, how I think the game scripts are going to go. Yeah, my my brother, the college baseball coach, always lectures me in that you have to win the game to get to the next game. Like, you have to play for the win this week to get to the next one. I'm always looking like, oh, well, I need to line up my pitching or I need to line up my guys. And he's like, you got to win this one before you can get there. Like, you can't put the cart before the horse, which when you break it down like that, it makes sense. But it's hard not to slip into like, all right, well, I'm going to get here. Let me go there next. But yeah, I, I think you got to play, got to play to get in and play to win. I like that. Okay, so now that we've um, killed or revamped a sufficient amount, I'll get down to my abbreviated recommendations <laughs> off of the waiver wire for this week. So thanks for not a lot out the there. In the guise of the time killer, but um, so starting off at running backs for me, there's two pretty decent options, and then like half a dozen that you know. If you have to, so for me, the, the options that are out there um, that I, I like more than the others are uh, Keaton Mitchell um, playing against the Rams at home for the Ravens this week. You know, it seems like he may be in the process of overtaking Gus Edwards, at least in terms of snaps um, yeah. as the primary back there. And then uh, mm-hmm. the other one, uh, maybe a, a rung down from that ladder on that ladder would be Ty Chandler. With Minnesota, I think they have a really good matchup, as you alluded to before, with the Raiders banged up defense mm-hmm. and Alexander Madison, much to um, my chagrin, has not really shown much this season. So you know, I think those yeah. are two guys that I would be worth, um, that I think would be worth speculating on 
for running backs. Uh, a tear down from mm-hmm. that would be Kenneth Gainwell with the Eagles uh, going up yep. against your Cowboys this week, especially if uh, DeAndre Swift is still feeling the effects of whatever it was that caused him to leave the game early against yeah. um, the 49ers. And then, Maybe uh, the solidarity was big dumb. <laughs> that must have been it. He threw himself out of the game. <laughs> I threw out my shoulder. But um, And the guys that would be further down on the list for me would be uh, Tyler Algier with the Falcons, uh, home against Tampa Bay, Latavius Murray with Buffalo uh, at Kansas City, Tajay Spears at Miami, Miles Sanders at New Orleans, and Roshan Johnson versus Detroit. Um, most of those guys – combination of just I don't like the matchups and they're buried you know, at least second maybe third on the depth chart there you know, I don't think there's a lot of value so hopefully either uh, Keaton Mitchell or Ty Chandler are available or uh, even Kenneth Gainwell on your league's waiver wire Honestly, if you're in dire if, need of if running those back two aren't week. Kenneth Gainwell is is a really good it's it's awful but he's a really good pick in that for whatever reason, the Eagles are in love with using him in the goal line offense. If they're not tush-pushing, all of a sudden Kenneth Gainwell's there. And as we saw last week with the 49ers, no one is scared of Kenneth Gainwell, so no one bothers to cover him. So when everyone else is covered, you've got that stupid little half-yard pass to Kenneth Gainwell. It's going to happen 17 times. So if you're in a PPR league, it's not a bad option. <laughs> okay. Um, moving over to wide receipt. Receivers, um, a few more enticing options for me. Uh, Tyler Boyd against Indianapolis. Uh, Odell Beckham and Rashad Bateman going up against the Rams this week. Noah Brown uh, for Houston um, at the Jets. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jamison Williams um, for the Lions at Chicago. For me, the big iffy thing about that game is the potential for really nasty weather. So, But we'll get yeah. more on that later. Um, some other guys you might want to consider, Wandale Robinson. I like the matchup against Green Bay. And uh, mm-hmm. some others um, for another rung down for me would be uh, Jonathan Mingo, Romeo Dubs, Elijah Moore, Khalil Shakir, uh, Quentin Johnston, and DJ Chark. Yeah, yeah. I mean, DJ Chark we know has a little bit of chemistry with C.J. Beathard, and we also know has a little bit of chemistry with uh, old – Old, uh Trevor Lawrence, so there's a chance. Not a bad one. I like that. Okay, I think he's on um, Carolina now. But uh, Oh, God, that's right. Um, <sighs> okay. Bryce Young, you kill me. He is still out there, though, and catching footballs. Yeah, yeah. he's got to throw to somebody. Um, Quarterback-wise, the three that I would like this week, the, the top two would probably be Joshua Dobbs um, from Minnesota going mm-hmm. up against the Raiders. And Gardner Minshew um, with Indianapolis going up against the Bengals. And then the flip side of that matchup, maybe a little bit um, further down for me, would be Jake Browning uh, going up against Indianapolis. I, um, yeah, he seems to be settling in there uh, yeah. a little bit. You know, again, the weather might be an issue on Sunday in Cincinnati. But, uh, you know, I don't think he's the disaster that some of the other backup quarterbacks around the league have. So I don't think he tries uh, to do too much. He kind of stays in his lane, which is nice. Okay. Um, guys that do stay, also stay in their lane and might be playable <laughs> options if you're really desperate, uh, especially in a two-quarterback league, would be Aiden O'Connell for the Raiders against Minnesota. 
and then uh, Tommy DeVito for the Giants against Green Bay in uh, one of the two simultaneous Monday night games that are going on this week, which also kind of blows my mind. But we can. I don't talk understand more about that what it all we're accomplishing about that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Just dumb. All right, and then um, <laughs> I guess they're keeping people more on pins and needles for their fantasy matchups uh, Monday night. More people will still go into Monday night thinking they have a chance, which might increase the viewership for a lousy game a little bit more. But uh, anyway, and then um, further down on the quarterback, um, if you're really uh, desperate, I would say either Bryce Young against New Orleans or Will Levis uh, at Miami in the other Monday night game. I like Will Levis just because he's going to be playing from behind and going to have to throw all night. <laughs> that could work out for us. <laughs> yeah. And uh, finally, at tight ends, the two options. The one option I really like a lot this week is Isaiah Likely for the Ravens um, against mm-hmm. the Rams, home against the Rams. And then uh, Kate Otten uh, for Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Some other options yeah. that i um, less enthused about would be Gerald Everett. Tyler Conklin, Chiga Conquo, and uh, Tucker Craft against the Giants. Ooh, okay. Got a lot of Giants-Packers action here. I like it. Yeah, well, that's because that's a lot of what's left on the way. Everyone's out there. Way. They're available. <laughs> yes. So, anyway. Um, uh, right. Any other uh, thoughts on uh, – um, waiver wire strategy for this week, or should we just move on to uh, our top no, ten list? Just very, very begrudgingly endorsing Kenneth Gainwell. Don't, I don't like where we're at okay. in the world. <laughs> okay, so in honor of your birthday, why don't you start us off with your uh, top ten running backs for this week? Hard not to put Christian McCaffrey and everybody on the Forty ers at the top of every list this week, <laughs> but Christian McCaffrey. Definitely number one on my list. Alvin Kamara coming in at two. I like that matchup an awful lot. Uh, Zach Moss at three. Tony Pollard at four. Kyron Williams at five. Rashad White at six. Devon Achan. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Bijan Robinson. And Saquon Barkley running out the top ten. We've got an eclectic mix this week. Yeah, you do. And you've also, well, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got some uh, overlap between our uh, top lists and avoid lists. Shocker, shock. <laughs> But um, I do have Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list, so there's that. Okay, there we um, go. I actually have Raheem, Raheem Mostert second on my list, followed by Tony Pollard and Saquon Barkley, who were both on your list. Uh, Joe Mixon, Travis Etienne, who were not on your list. Isaiah Pacheco, if he's healthy enough to play. David Montgomery, mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, and Zach Moss rounding out my top ten for this week. And I'll give honorable mentions to uh, Keaton Mitchell, Rashad White, Javante Williams, and uh, Alexander Madison, who I just bad mouth before, but uh, he's worthy of an honorable mention this week in anticipation Alexander of what I think Hamilton, the White Madison. are going to do to the Raiders. <laughs> so who's yeah, on your uh, be... avoid list for running backs? Raheem Mostert's at the top of it. <laughs> I don't want any part of that. Kareem Hunt also checking in. A.J. Dillon, I'm not loving how the injury report's sounding. Ty Chandler, Miles Sanders, Khalil Herbert, Latavius Murray, Zach Charbonnet, Tyler Algier, Dalvin Cook. The fumbles just keep rolling, and Tyler Algier burned me last week, and I'm not falling for it again. <laughs> so just with the Miami situation, you know, I have Raheem Mostert mm-hmm. on my – 
list, you had him on your avoid list, and you had Devon Chain on your list. So is it more an injury thing, or is it more that you just think that Chain is going to overtake him right away when he comes back, or what's your thinking there? I think, I think it's more I think it's more of an injury thing. I, I mostly think that Miami is going to handle Tennessee pretty pretty well. I, Tennessee's defense good is good, but I don't I don't think they're going to slow down this offense quite enough. So I think if there's time to burn off with Raheem Mostert not being totally healthy, I don't think he'll be on the field quite as much. So I'm just kind of going volume wise. Mm-hmm. That's how I ended up. Okay, and uh, yeah. for my avoid list. I've got uh, Austin Eckler at the top of it, Kyron Williams and Alvin Kamara, who um, both of whom you recommended. Austin Eckler. Reese Hall. uh, Derek Henry and Tajay Spears. uh, Bijan Robinson also on your recommended list. Made my avoid list. Najee Harris uh, too little too late there. Uh, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon combo pick. Khalil Herbert Mm -hmm. and uh, Ezekiel Elliott that pick obviously did not age well. Um, some That's dishonorable it. mentions, uh, Dante Foreman and Rashawn Johnson with Chicago, Chuba Hubbard, Miles Sanders with Carolina, James Cook with uh, Buffalo, and Jerome Ford with Cleveland, all uh, guys that I would be looking to avoid this week. Can you believe a healthy Austin Eckler is somebody we don't want to start? I mean, just like, well, not I how I would have predicted really this was going to go. Yeah, I, I can't believe that he really is healthy given how – a little bit of him. fallen off a yeah. cliff this yeah. season. I mean, he missed time at the beginning of the season, back and allegedly healthy, but uh, yeah, the production just. But hasn't we went. Been there we went season. from. We went from. He's your leading receiver. He's your leading rusher, and he's scoring multiple touchdowns a game. To like, we don't even see him for a whole quarter at a time. It just it doesn't make sense. There's a lot that doesn't make sense about this Chargers team, but that's the top of the list. No, but that's – yeah, that's I agree. Yeah. All right. Um, wide receivers that I like, uh, Tyreek Hill at the top of my list, followed by CeeDee Lamb, Debo Samuel, mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Jay Flowers, Amon Ross St. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Jalen Waddell, and Jordan Addison. Uh, honorable mentions, uh, Nico Collins, Mike Evans, Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk, and Calvin Ridley. Okay. Uh, we actually have some overlap here. I also have Tyreek Hill at one, C.D. Lamb at two. Uh, Keenan Allen checking in at three for me. Amon Ross St. Brown and A.J. Brown rounding out the top five. Brown, 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 we're just going right with it. Michael Pittman Jr., Stephon Diggs, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, and Justin Jefferson. They're returning Justin Jefferson. Um, and Believe it or not, Devontae Smith checking in as 11, just barely off the list this week. Real Eagles okay. heavy. Don't love it. <laughs> All right. Um, my avoid list for wide receivers, Cooper Cup at the top, Stephon Diggs yeah. and Keenan Allen, who you both liked, Derek Wilson, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins, DJ Moore, Puka Nakua, Chris Olave, Amari Cooper, and Deontay Johnson. Rounding out my list, um, some dishonorable mentions to uh, Christian Watson, Drake London, and Jonathan Mingo. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do see some of those games differently, for sure. But <laughs> we do have some overlap, too, at the same time. Uh, I've got Christian Watson and at all in Green Bay. I just really don't want any part of any of those wide receivers. 
T. Higgins makes a list, Brandon Cooks, Drake London, Zay Jones, Jonathan Mingo, Elijah Moore, Romeo Dobbs. Like I said, just stay away. Stay away from everybody on Green Bay. Uh, Jalen Guyton and Bobby Trees out in Houston. So I guess mm, there's going to be some, some low-scoring games this week. <laughs> I agree Not with that wholeheartedly. Even if we don't yeah. agree on who's going to win, I agree with you. The points are going to be at a premium between the lousy matchups and the predicted forecasted lousy weather. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, because we are at the time of year where you need to maybe pay a little more attention to that than you did uh, a month or two mm-hmm. ago. So how about quarterbacks? Uh, um, who's on your list of uh, top ten for this week? Who do you like? Got Dak Prescott at the top of the list. As a Cowboys fan, it makes me nervous, but Dak followed by Jalen Hurts. So I think I think we might see where the higher scoring games are coming from. Uh, Josh Allen at three, Lamar Jackson and Brock Purdy running on my top five. Patrick Mahomes at six, Justin Fields, Tua Tonga Vailoa, Jordan Love, and Justin Herbert begrudgingly running out my top ten. C.J. Stroud just on the outside Thanks. looking. I've got Lamar Jackson at one, Tua Tagovailoa like two, that. Brock Purdy three, Dak Prescott four, C.J. Stroud five, Patrick Mahomes six, Jared Goff seven, Joshua Dobbs eight, Jalen Hurts nine, and Jake Browning ten. Honorable mentions to Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, and Russell Wilson. Minshew mania. I noticed you did not have C.J. Beathard on your list. That is a tragedy. I did not. Unfortunately, I'm... I am also a sane human, so he is on my avoid list, along with Trevor Lawrence. If he decides to go out there with one leg, I'm not real interested in that Cleveland defense coming after either one of those guys who are injured already. Uh, Tommy DeVito, while I do love a good New Jersey story, I, I don't think that maybe we're going to be in the top 12 of scoring. Tim Boyle and the boys uh, in New York, Desmond Ritter, Matthew Stafford, Jameis Winston at all in New Orleans, Gardner Minshew, Baker Mayfield, and Jake Browning ending up on my avoid list. I think Tim Boyle got the heave-ho. I think they signed Brett Ripien, and they've made uh, Zach Wilson their starter again. It's just, I'm not keeping up with musical chairs. I don't want any part of any Jets, and especially well, not Aaron no, Rodgers. I agree. Um, Josh Allen <laughs> is at the top of my avoid list for this week. Uh, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love. Justin Fields, who I think you had recommended, Matthew Stafford, yeah. uh, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston, whoever starts for New Orleans, Will Levis, Bryce Young, Zach Wilson, Desmond Ritter, don't want them. Dishonorable mentions to uh, um, Bailey Zappi, that obviously did not age well, and uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, that might still age well. DTR. I like when a guy shows up with his own nickname already. <laughs> Again, I think it's more just a concern about how do you fit his name on the back of his uniform. It's a very valid concern. It looks very crowded. (laughs) I mean, he's out there. Makes him look fast. (laughs) All right. Um, Speaking of the back of jerseys, uh, for me, um, top-ranked tight end this week is Travis Maotto. um, Maotto. Otherwise known as Kelsey. George Kittle. I'll see how much you can save. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is a great commercial. Uh, might even mm-hmm. have supplanted the uh, Baylor, the Baker Mayfield uh, garage sale. Oof, I don't know. Favorite, I don't know if uh, anything will take the cake for me on this. 
Okay. I, I still think this is more clever, but uh, they're, they're both good commercials. Um, Travis <laughs> Kelsey at the top of my list, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Sam LaPorta, Jake Ferguson, Evan Anglum, Isaiah Likely, Tanner Hudson, Dalton Schultz, and Kylan Branson rounding out my top ten, which gives you an idea how hard a time I had coming up with ten this week. And uh, Kate yeah. Otten, uh, is an honorable mention for me. Yeah, it's it's tough out there. If it makes you feel any better, Kate Otten made made uh, my void list. But yeah, it was tough. It was tough. Also, I'm impressed at the diversity of our tangents this week. We're really doing ourselves proud. I also have Travis Chelsea at the top of my uh, my list. That's my segue. <laughs> Sam Laporta up at number two. I, I'm really excited for this Detroit-Chicago game. I might be the only one, but that's okay. PJ Hawkinson at three. George Kittle at four. I'm mostly interested in what T-shirts he's going to be wearing this week. Jake Ferguson rounding out the top five. Dallas Goddard, who, by the way, is coming back uh, uh, from a fractured arm three weeks ago, four weeks ago, I guess now. I just imagine that it's like that scene in Talladega Nights where Ricky Bobby sawed off his cast on his pool table and just went and drove a race car. That's what I imagine Dallas Goddard has done here. <laughs> he tried to talk his way into the lineup last week. And they, were like, <laughs> they were like, dude, you can't, you can't play football like your arm's in three pieces. Like, no, I'm good. But I think this week he's talked his way in, and I'm excited to see how that goes. Uh, Cole commits at seven on my list. Dalton Kincaid, even with Dawson Knox, potentially coming back at eight. Evan Ingram and uh, the returning Darren Waller checking in at, at ten, even though he's not officially officially going to play in this game, I've decided he is. So he makes the list. Okay. For me, my avoid list uh, is headlined by Pat Fryermuth, Cole Komet, David Njoku, Dalton Kincaid, Chiga Conquo, the Kyle Pitts-Johnny uh, Smith combination in Atlanta, Juwan Johnson, Hayden Hurst, uh, Hunter Henry, who has caught two touchdown passes so far tonight, and Mike Gasicki. Also on my avoid list. And, uh, <laughs> and he's on my avoid list. And uh, Tyler Conklin, uh, dishonorable mention to Tyler Higby and Gerald Evan. Well, you might as well. It's it's not all good. Uh, hey, not all our we are what we are. And we might as well, when we have empirical evidence to the contrary, uh, we share the bad stuff as well as the good stuff. Hey, man, we are transparent here. Probably more than you'd like us to be, but so be it. You signed up for this roller coaster. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hunter Henry at the top of my void list. That's going amazing. Just like Pat Fryermuth in my actual lineup is going amazing, so clearly I'm not at all bitter about that. Dalton Schultz is on my avoid list, mostly because I don't love if I'm sure he's really healthy or not, plus the matchup doesn't doesn't do it for me. Kyle Pitts, Tyler Conklin, Hunter Henry, Kate Otten, Tyler Higby, Michael Mayer, Gerald Everett, Tanner Hudson, Johnny Smith. Not a lot of great tight end matchups this week. Okay. Um, defenses, yeah. I couldn't stop. I have some feelings about defenses. I only got, I only got seven on my avoid list. <laughs> I, th- I think I had more than ten on both of my lists, which... Yeah, everybody. You know, inclusive. 
pretty I might have missed a few teams, but in, not not including the bye week teams. But so Pittsburgh was at yeah. the top of my list. I thought they would give up ten points for the whole game. I think they gave that up uh, much sooner than that. They've given up twenty one so far. But anyway, Detroit, yeah. Houston, New England, New Orleans, uh, Miami, Carolina, Jacksonville, Baltimore. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, Denver, and the Giants, all teams I like this week uh, for defense. Okay. Um, I've got the Packers at the top of my list. Sorry, Sherpa, but here we are. The Buccaneers, Texans, the Vikings, the Saints running on my top five, the 49ers, Jaguars, Dolphins, Colts, and the Chargers running on my top ten. Right, my avoid list uh, highlighted by or headlined by Tennessee, the Rams, yes. Seattle, Philadelphia, Chicago, Indianapolis, Las Vegas, Buffalo, the Jets, and Cincinnati. Dishonorable mentions to Cleveland, Atlanta, and San Francisco. Yeah, um, I also the Titans formally at the top of the list. Uh, the Rams are there, the Eagles are there, the Cowboys, the Jets, the Giants, the Raiders, the Lions. Um, other than that, everybody else kind of hung out in purgatory. Okay. So yeah. let's uh, get into some game picks here. Uh, Thursday night game. Um, Obviously, we're both we New England. That game, is, <laughs> that game was... In progress, I had picked a score of uh, Pittsburgh 17, New England 10, thinking things uh, wouldn't possibly get any better for New England after they had failed to score 10 points in any of their previous uh, three games. But uh, obviously, they proved me wrong in the first half. So anyway, well, we picked New England. I, you said what was I had New England, but I, I picked them 14 to 13. So a little different output than we're getting currently. But nah. I mean, it's. I just always. It's a Thursday. The weirdest stuff happens on Thursday, which is the only reason I could justify taking the Patriots. Because why wouldn't this happen? Okay. Um, yeah. First Sunday game we've got is Detroit at Chicago. A little worried about how the weather might affect that game, but weather sounds I terrible. But I'm excited going. for this game. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I. I have a. Jared Goff, Sam Laporta stack and one of my teams that has to win this week. So I'm a little nervous about that, but I'm going to go with it because it's the best option I have at quarterback. I think the next best option is uh, Joshua Dobbs. And I think, uh, I know Jared Goff plays a lot better at home um, in the dome, but yeah. I pretty much have no choice but to stick with him. Or at least I think that's a better choice than uh, Joshua Dobbs. So anyway, I'm going to say that Detroit wins this big 27-14. Okay. Um, I'm actually going with the other side here and picking the the fighting Justin Fields. Um, listen, I'm a big Water City Dan Campbell proponent, big Jared Goff guy, but I think there's something about this Bears team right now. The defense, obviously. We've got some names there that are uh, a little more improved, but Justin Fields is healthy. He's playing well. The We've got something going here with DJ Moore. We've got a couple of running backs. David Montgomery has a little bit of a bone to pick. I, I just, I think Chicago could steal one here, especially when you factor the weather in, anything can really happen. I think they got a chance. I took them uh, 23 to 21. 
Okay. Um, we've never had a show where we've disagreed on every pick either, so that's not we, likely to happen. We might, but I we're mean, off to a good start. Yeah, we're off to a good start. I mean, I, I, I'm intrigued now. Is it possible you could justify Carolina winning this football game next? <laughs> um, I personally cannot, but no, I, I, I think either. it is going to be a close game. <laughs> but New Orleans yeah. is really banged up on offense. Derek Carr not healthy, and even when he's been healthy this year, has been underwhelming. But still, the the defense I think is is pretty good, and Carolina hasn't shown much on offense. They're starting to get Jonathan Mingo a little bit more involved, which is nice. But Miles Sanders has been a disappointment, and yeah, the the whole coaching situation there seems like a mess. So I'm going to go with uh, New Orleans at home, 21-17. I went 27-17, so I, I went a little higher for New Orleans. Uh, even banged up, I just when you describe your organization through a bunch of unnamed coaches and players as feeling like you're living in the Hunger Games, things aren't going well. Like there's just no way that this is a functional franchise at this current moment. And sometimes it brings people together and they play, they play better together. I don't think that's this team though. Nothing about any of this gives me this feeling that they're going to like rise up. Like we're going to remember the Titans and, and unify and, you know, rise up against the tyranny of the hunger games in, in the organization and beat the saints. I just don't see it happening. So just to, run with that Hunger Games analogy a little bit more. Who on Carolina <laughs> would be in the Katniss role? Ooh. Um, you know, I'd like I to think that maybe you go with an Adam Thielen. Maybe he's like, you know, he kind of rose from the dead. He's back, back to sort of Adam Thielen of old. He's coming from a different town. He's stirring it up. He's the hot new thing at Carolina. Maybe it's him. I think he's in a different district, but uh, anyway, we'll see. <laughs> um, I, I, mean, I think we've seen that great. analogy about as much as we can. Next I thing think, I think that's about as far as you and I know it goes. After me. Yeah. We do not need that All kind right, of um, heat on us. We can't, we can't piss him no. off. No. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Houston at the Jets. Jets uh, making another quarterback change this week. Is apparently hell is boiled over there. But um, anyway, I don't think it's going to matter. I think Houston's a better team. You know, they play maybe a little bit better at home than they do on the road, but I think they're just a better, uh, a far better team than the Jets right now. Jets will give them some run for their money with their defense, but I just don't see how the Jets are going to score enough points. I'll go with the final score of Houston 24, Jets 14. If I knew the Jets offense could look functional for like stretches of time, I might be able to talk myself into thinking that the Jets defense could slow down Houston enough to be a part of the game, but the Jets defense is going to be on the field so much more than the Jets offense is going to be that they're just going to get worn down. I mean, C.J. C. Stroud is doing unbelievable things right now, and that Houston team is fun to watch. So I think it's going to be a long day for the Jets. I've got them winning 28-20. to 20. Okay. Cincinnati hosting Indianapolis, another game where weather could be a factor. 
I'm guessing we're going to disagree on this. Um, I'm guessing that you're going with Minshew Mane. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Darn right Browning, I am. whatever. <laughs> yeah, I just Browning mania. I don't know. Um, I don't really like it. Anyway, I don't mind I just, it. I just I think that they're uh, a little more functional than we thought. You know, they beat a good Jacksonville team they Monday are. night and. I think they're going to find a way to win this game at two at home and stay in the playoff race. I'll go with the final score of Cincinnati 27 and the Jonathan Taylor was Colts 24. I, I respect your Jake Browning mania, but you got to look at, at Gardner Minshew throwing passes, running for touchdowns, running around on the field with his mullet screaming. I mean, that's a dude who wants to win. <laughs> What's it bad? So I think that sheer craziness alone is going to power them to a victory. Cincinnati is not a bad team. They're a functional football team. Jake Browning is a perfectly above-average quarterback. He's doing a great job with what he's got. Um, but I think the Colts are going to come in flying a little higher, and I think that they're going to win 28-17. to 17. Next up, we've got Jacksonville at Cleveland. Ditto on the weather. Um, I think... Yes. Crazy as it sounds, I think uh, Jacksonville might be in a slightly better place with their quarterback situation than Cleveland is. Um, my guess is that we're going to see Trevor Lawrence and uh, Joe Flacco mm-hmm. starting on Sunday. And in that matchup, I'll go with uh, Trevor Lawrence even less than 100%. Uh, I'll go with uh, Jacksonville and uh, the ground game, Travis Etienne at all, uh, 24, Cleveland 21. I'm actually taking Cleveland, uh, and I'm sure hoping it's not Joe Flacco, but it's probably going to be. But I'm taking Cleveland, and I'm taking that defense that's getting a little bit healthier. And I think that there's just a, a tiny bit more stability than we had last week. At least we know how the game's going to look with Joe Flacco. You know, we've got some options. The weather's bad. That actually, I think, helps them in this regard because their run game can can be a two-headed monster and be a little more impactful. But I I just oof, I think I got to go with that. I got to go with Cleveland and I'm going 24-21. Next up we've got uh, Baltimore hosting the Rams and I think yeah the Rams have been impressive in recent weeks but I think Baltimore is in a different uh league from the teams that they've played you know certainly the Browns last week uh, Lamar Jackson seems to be um, back on track, and you know whether it's Keaton Mitchell, Gus Edwards, whomever, I think they'll do plenty of damage uh, on, with the run, even against Aaron Donald and crew. I'm going with a final score here of uh, Lamar Jackson's 31 and uh, Matthew Stafford's 21. I'm going with the fighting Lamar's 33 and the Rams 20. I don't feel like this is going to be a fair fight. Uh, injuries, just overall. It's tough for the Rams right now, and I get that, and it's it's rough. But Baltimore's got a great defense. They look like they're getting locked in. It would be really nice if everyone didn't have the flu. Um, but I think I think Baltimore's going to make a big statement game this week. I'm excited. Next up, we've got uh, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Anyone who's listened to this show for the last no surprise uh, few years that you're that you're not picking Atlanta. Um, this week I'm going to join you in picking against them, even though they're at home. Yeah, and come to the light. 
kind of, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I just think they're a bad <laughs> team that's played even worse teams the last uh, three weeks for the most part. But uh, Tampa Bay, you know, Baker Mayfield, they've been functional this year, not great, but he also still has you know, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to throw to, and Rashad White seems to be stepping up at running back. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win this one on the road, uh, 24-21. I'm, I'm really liking this Tampa Bay team. Uh, I would like it a lot better if Baker Mayfield would stay healthy for more than 10 minutes at a time. But he's playing through it. It's fine. Yes, the cream school jerseys forever. That would be great. Um, but I do big fan of Rashad White, have him on a bunch of fantasy teams, Mike Evans, like like all of it. So I think they win big. I don't think this Atlanta team is going to be able it's, – it's a tough defense, and I don't think it's going to go that great for anyone in Atlanta. Um, so I've got Tampa Bay winning 27 to 20. Even then, the 20 I'm not real confident on, but there you go. Garbage time points. One of these, one of these years, we're going to get you to pick Atlanta in a game. I don't know, man. They're, they really got to, they got to do something good because what's going on here? That is not it. That is not worth a pick. <laughs> well, they're they're a I'm functional ready. quarterback away from being a pretty decent offense. They certainly got Listen, some good I'm ready. I'm ready to be a Bijan Robinson fan. I'm ready for it, but like. It just can't be a dumpster fire around him as it currently is. <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got uh, San Francisco fresh off the demolition of the Eagles um, hosting Seattle. I think there might be a little bit of a letdown after the game last week, but they've obviously mm-hmm. still got a lot to play for. You know, with the three losses in the middle of the season, there's still a game behind the Eagles, and they've got to – probably win out in order to have a shot at being the top seed. Um, yeah. Just because, yeah, the Eagles have a couple tough games the next couple weeks, mm-hmm. but they still have to play the Giants twice, which should be two wins for them. And I forget who else is sandwiched in there. It's not a good team. But uh, anyway, I think San Francisco might have a letdown, but I think they'll keep their focus enough to win this. Uh, I'll go with the um, 49ers 30 and uh, – Seattle there's 24. Okay, yeah, I mean, I think Seattle hangs around. They have no business hanging around because there's no offensive line here like, at all. So I, I sure Jason hope Gino Smith got – yeah, that's that's it. That's all you got. <laughs> um, it, it just – it feels like it's not going to be a fair fight. I mean, it's just – so I, I'm definitely going San Francisco. I'm going 35 to 27. Okay. Duly noted. Um, Minnesota at Las Vegas. Uh, this should be an interesting, interesting. one. Um, <laughs> I mean, both of these teams have been disappointments. Uh, Minnesota, you had to expect some regression after all those close games they won last year. But of course, you know, having losing Kirk Cousins was really the death knell for them. But Joshua Dobbs has certainly played respectably. Um, he's been good, not great. Uh, on the other hand, Aiden O'Connell replacing Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem to have been an upgrade. I think Las Vegas yeah. keeps this close, but in the end, I'll say that. Uh, Minnesota with a good receiving core, especially to get Justin Jefferson back, should take this. I'll say Minnesota 27, 
uh, Raiders 24. I had I had Minnesota winning 27-20, so I've got to buy a touchdown. I just uh, it would be nice to see a lot of Josh Jacobs here, but you have to still be a two-dimensional offense, and I'm not sure that Aiden O'Connell is quite ready to be all of that yet. So while the Minnesota situation is still confusing at best, I can't figure out the running back situation either. Uh, I think they've got the better better shot, better matchup this week. I've got them winning by a touchdown. Kansas City hosting Buffalo. Kansas City defense much better than expected. I mean, it was pretty darn good last year already. Offense uh, just they still seem like they're stuck in you know, low gear. They just they can't. I guess they just figured they could sign or, or draft anybody, and then Patrick Mahomes would make them better. But uh, it doesn't seem to be working out for yeah. them so well. But um, in Buffalo, they've lost some tough games, but so it's really uh, two pretty underachieving teams going up against each other. I think uh, Kansas City at home, I'll go give them the benefit of the doubt and say Kansas City 27, Buffalo uh, uh, shoot ourselves in the foot, Bills 21. <laughs> Um, I'm actually taking Buffalo to win this. I think they are the marginally more functional of the two franchises at this current moment, and that could change on a dime. But right now I think Buffalo is a little hungrier. I think Kansas City is still kind of just befuddled. And I don't know, is Taylor Swift coming? Is that a factor? I have no idea. However, I do think Josh Allen's pretty good at football. I really like when he gets wild, you know, throwing footballs at people, throwing them behind his back, whatever he needs to do. Just go out and play loose. Don't worry about this shit. Fumble football if you want. You'll be fine. You'll win the game. I've got Buffalo winning 28-24. Next up, we've got uh, Denver at the Chargers. Denver seems to have gotten their season back on track. Chargers, I'm not sure it ever was on track to begin with. Chargers, at least on paper, the more talented team, but I think you could argue that uh, they're not particularly well coached. Um, I'm going to go with Denver uh, on the road here by a field goal. I'll say Denver 24, uh, Chargers 21. I'm going to go with the Chargers. This is my last stand here. I'm, I'm, I'm done after this. I Fire Brandon Staley. That fixes your problem. Like, it's an easy fix. This goes away. Uh, we used to only have to worry about this in December. Now it's a year-round thing. It's very annoying. I can only imagine what it's like for a, Char- a Chargers fan. Um, so I'm still not totally sold on this Denver team. I think some things have gone their way, and it's great. They are more functional. I mean, it was impossible to watch them play football earlier this year. So I think it's close. I think that it's the Chargers 27 and the Broncos 23. Um, Chargers, you said Chargers 27, Broncos 27. 27. Yeah. Sorry, which team do you have winning again? The, the Chargers. Chargers, you said, right? Okay. Yes. Got it. Wouldn't it be something if Denver made the playoffs and wound up playing Miami? Yeah. Oh, how good that would, would that be? funny. You would... <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll take your 70 to... Yeah. Points and maybe maybe they can bring here. bring Tim Tebow in for the day. You know, remember when we came and we yeah. made a playoff win and when we had nobody Marshall. doing it? Like, yeah. let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so next up we've we got, got the Sunday night game, which is the, 
This is this is when my family decides to disown me for a couple of weeks every year. But, oh yeah. Yep. So we had a good run. Dallas, <laughs> your your Cowboys hosting the Eagles and Philadelphia. Yep. They were ten and one, but not particularly. I mean, it's impressive how many games they've pulled out of the fire this but season. Like they were the worst again, ten and one yeah. team we've ever seen. They were not a ten and one well, team. I don't know. I've, you've got to be pretty good, even if it's just at pulling games out of the fire to be ten and one. But uh, the loss yeah. against San Francisco did not surprise me in the least, and I'm also not surprised mm-hmm. if they lose this game. I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I know you say you're always a Cowboys fan, always waiting for the other shoe to drop, but I don't think it's Still waiting. yet. I'll say Dallas Still thirty, uh, Philadelphia twenty-four. Um, yeah, I'm I'm picking Dallas to win, which again makes me uneasy. <laughs> There's nothing like being a Cowboys fan, people. <laughs> I've got them winning thirty to twenty seven. Um it's it's a close game. I think that I don't truly believe that Jalen Hurts is healthy, even before the knock to the noggin. Uh, I think his knee is not right and I think we're just pretending that that's not a thing. So I, I think that's the difference, plus the fact that their defense is just riddled with injuries. So if the Dallas defense can keep it contained, they got a chance. Okay. First of the two Monday night games, the Giants hosting the Packers. so dumb. A uh, bit of a homer <laughs> pick here, but I'm going to go with uh, the Giants' uh, defense to hold the Packers in check and – for them to do just enough on offense against a pretty good defense, but I'll go with the Giants here by a field goal, 24-21. I'm actually also picking the Giants. I was shocked you did. <laughs> I surprised myself that it did, but I, this feels like a game they can steal. This feels like one, like, they're they're getting a little healthier. They sort of have a, a little bit of a rhythm now that Packers are just, God only knows who's going to play football for them this week. I don't think this is like a, a real light the world on fire impressive display of anything. However, I do think the Giants sneak one out. I think they win twenty three twenty one. Okay, and then last and probably least, we've got the Dolphins hosting Tennessee in the other Monday night game that, for reasons unknown uh, to me at least, starts at the same time as the yeah, Giants uh, Packers. Yeah, I hope that doesn't <laughs> become a thing, but. Uh, Anyway, I just think this is not a fair fight. I think Miami wins this easily. I, I say they double up on Tennessee, 34-17. All right, I think Tennessee hangs around a little bit more. I've got Miami winning 33-21. I think the Tennessee defense will, will slow things down just a bit. And I would like to see Will Levis taking a few chances. Maybe let's not fight with DeAndre Hopkins on the sideline this week and get back on track. That'd be great for my fantasy team, selfishly. But I think they'll I think they'll do more against the Dolphins, but I don't think we're in danger of them winning this game, <laughs> if that makes sense. So we have given you a little bit of everything. We've got your injury report, your waiver wires, who start, who to sit, our top tens and bottom tens and all that good stuff. Game predictions, the always spicy game predictions. Now we'll give you a little bit of DFS uh, just before we let you go. And obviously, good luck from there. But as always, the precursor is you know who you want to spend your your dollars on here. And these are going to be the guys that will get you the points but give you the budget to do that. So, couple of value picks at each position at quarterback. 
I can't say enough about Minshew Mania. Gardner Minshew, the price is right. Russell Wilson, I really never thought was going to appear on a list like this again, but matchup is good. The price is right. It's not a bad idea. Joshua Dobbs, if you're feeling a little a little more adventurous, Will Levis or ba- Baker Mayfield, I'm not entirely sure Mayfield is as healthy as he wants us to think. I think Will Levis is going to have to throw the ball a million times. So could be options if you're really looking for a value. At running back, Javante Williams is very interesting. Keaton Mitchell is priced uh, just amazingly. Roshan Johnson and Alexander Madison, also more interesting kind of deeper plays there. At wide receiver, Jacoby Myers, every time we think he is dead and gone, he rises from the ashes, and here we are. Jackson Smith and Jigba, who I think it could have a very big game this week. It just seems like it's going to stack up just right, and the value is just crazy. Jordan Addison, Rashi Rice and Alec Pierce rounding out my options there. At tight end, Kate Otten, Brevin Jordan, both good values. Defensively, uh, Cleveland, who really undervalued this week. The Buccaneers also a good pick. So there's some options we had out there. Some DFS money to be made, people, and we're going to help you do it. But that is all we have for you this week. We've taken you on quite quite the wild ride. We appreciate you as always. You can find us all week long, all over social media. We are on Twitter slash X at the number four THN inches show. That's the number four THN inches show. You can find us at fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. You can figure out who's who there. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa. Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. I'll get those all in order, right? Uh, you can also email us at the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. That's the number 4thninchesshow at gmail.com. And we'll get back with you next week on our normal Tuesday, 7.30, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time for those of you on the west or the East Coast out west. It's a little earlier for you, but all worth it. And you can find us wherever you find your favorite podcast all week long in case you missed um, just any little nugget out of this episode. We got you covered. So thank you so much for listening, guys, this week. And good luck, unless, of course, you're playing us.